Welcome to the Suburbs. I'm Kim. I'm Juice. And, and this, this is, is Suburban Pod. Pod. We're just two bougie Negroes trying to figure out how to express our blackness in white spaces. Follow us on Twitter at Suburban Pod. And follow us on Instagram at Sub underscore Urban Pod. All right, enjoy. just to come back later i think partially it's because uh sometimes we grow as people and we remember the wrongs we did and we try to make amends and then sometimes people just try to come up on those amends Hmm. (laughs) like they see you doing good or whatever they want some of that energy to for positive like for their own growth or to leech but yeah I wonder that too. It's, I don't know. Like I hear from more from people now since we started doing this. Mm-hmm. So I do kind of, I kind of look at it kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. People definitely reach out to me more like, oh, you got a podcast? Like, how y'all, how y'all get on here? How y'all do this? Damn, blah, blah, blah. I had a dude come in. He's a pastor of some church in Madison or Decatur, but he like sat at the bar when I was bartending one day and I could tell that he was like attracted to me and he was kind of trying to figure me out and figure out how to shoot his shot or whatever. Um, But he was just, he just started asking me like all these personal questions, like, First, we were talking about football, and we were talking about Cam Newton. I was like, man, I went to school with Cam Newton. I was there, you know, at Auburn during the championship year, like 2010 championship year. He's like, oh, well, Cam Newton, he older, though. Like, how old are you? And I was like, me and him are the same age. And he was like, well, how old are you? I was like, 31. He was like, oh, okay. He was like, well, you young then. And I was like, well, how old are you? And he was like, 38. And I was like, oh, okay. Then he starts talking about how um, he's a pastor and, like, started asking me all this stuff like am I married if I have kids and like I have a beautiful smile like I just look like a woman that takes care of herself and like I'm just like oh my god like he literally asked me if I had kids twice like <laughs> make sure like he would, he would go in a conversation and then just be like you got kids and I'm like no try to catch you off <laughs> 20 minutes later you got kids no so I'm just like what is happening he's like it's here? a unicorn <laughs> So then he was like, well, where you went to school? Where you went to high school? Or blah, blah, blah. And I told him, he's like, what year you graduate? And he said he knew somebody from like 2004 or older. And I was like, yeah, hey, I didn't get there until 2003. So I don't know. Um, then he like asked me my, my first and last name. Then he looked me up on Facebook found me on Facebook like right there in front of my face which is not the first time that that has happened but I always think that that is so fucking weird and it's like I don't see you where where are you at on here and I'm just like oh my god like, nigga just asked me for my fucking number <laughs> <laughs> or though 
always like everybody around me, like my other coworkers are like passing by and they looking like mm, like everybody else can see like <laughs> you know how you see like your nigga like okay nigga. shooting his shot with somebody. They all looking at me like, oh, this nigga is trying it. Cause it's quiet in the restaurant at this point too. So like everybody could kind of hear like our whole conversation if they're near the bar. So they kind of gave me that look like, get you one, like, but uh, joking because no, uh, but so. Well, he was just trying too hard. Or you just weren't feeling him. I just wasn't feeling him. He, and also he was trying too hard. He was doing a lot. Like when you look me up on Facebook immediately, that's just like, yeah. Creep in silence. Like the rest of us. <laughs> and then too, like, I just be like. I can't be that much of a unicorn that like as soon as I tell a nigga that I don't have kids that it's like oh shit like I mean that, hey we two of the only niggas out here without the kids <laughs> no we're not no we are not nah bro I'm choosing to believe I'm uh I'm a unicorn also um but yeah so then he started talking about like how he's trying to I guess do some promotion for his church and like because I I forgot how. I ended up telling him that I had a podcast or whatever because he's like, you just seem like you have like a real, like chill vibe and like you're a very like intelligent woman and you really know yourself and you're just you just have a very like calm spirit about you and you have you have a very unique voice you have a good voice and I was like I have a podcast <laughs> uh, and he's like oh wow like well you know we need to link up and see like what um if you can like I really need some help like with the marketing with my church and with this that and the third and like how do y'all put yourselves out there like what are y'all what are y'all on are y'all on this and all and I you know I told him he's like wow like that's major like yeah we definitely need to link up so then he messages me on Facebook um once I accepted his friend request a week later (laughs) I let the request sit there for a week. Finally accepted it. Went on about my business. He finally messages me. He was like, we need to link when you're free. I said, okay. <laughs> I didn't say nothing about when I was free. I just said, okay. So then he was like, well, when are you free? And then he was like, well, just text me. And he put his number in the message. And I was like, but I'm just like, if you're talking about like marketing and like putting shit out there, it's going to be real funny when I direct you over to the homie. <laughs> so Kim said that you wanted to get some shit done. I can show you all of that for a small price. Right. When I direct you over to the person the who alley. produces <laughs> this shit. Throw me the alley. Because a lot of people come to me, and I know they probably come to you too, like, how are y'all doing it? Like, what are you, you know, how'd you get here? But a lot of people come to me and I just be like, honestly... Juice is the one with the equipment. He got the MacBook. He does the editing. He does the posting. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just kind of be there (laughs) with the ideas here and there and with the voice. But with the voice. If y'all want to know about all the details, you're going to have to ask him. Not not Mm -hmm. trying to sound like the lazy group member, (laughs) but technically... That's I'm, me. I'm a fucking nerd, though. <laughs> like, I'm so anal about shit that I'm obsessive about it to a degree that I yeah. couldn't, ex- I, I honestly can't expect you to be as obsessed with it. No, no, I understand, like, completely, like, where, what you mean and where you're coming from with that. And I'm the same way, but also I just don't, I don't have these tools. <laughs> 
that you have and you kind of had a little bit of knowledge about like you know how shit works on the macbook and how editing and all that go like you had a little bit more understanding than what i it was an easier transition for me yeah i mean starting off i would have been like what (laughs) as a former uh music pirate right also (laughs) right so like i just had it fit it was easier for me like also the other thing is it's easier for me to just do some things and then it's like yo i'll show you after i do it yeah yeah <laughs> so like our dynamic works and i don't feel like you're uh, yeah, no but i just i just tell people like you like, know let what? me direct you <laughs> to it the don't nigga. even be me <laughs> it don't be me fam sorry but talk to juice he'll tell you um a lot of people have asked me um i've also gone out my way to listen to other podcasts a lot more lately now that my head's clear i can do it oh uh i listened to this podcast this girl she was in muscle shoals Mm. so we were on some somebody did a thing on ig um drop where you record your podcast and so she was like i recorded in north alabama i was like where do you record? And she was like, I was like, uh, we record in Huntsville. Like, where are you recording? She's like, oh my God, we're in Muscle Shoals. Like, so, it's yeah. so funny when you hear like other people in the area that are podcast. For one, like, okay, Huntsville is not, it's not a small town. It's, it's not, it may have been 20, 30, 40 years ago, but now it's a smaller big city. <laughs> right. So, even still though like when you hear other people doing stuff like this it's like shut up because literally like i'd be feeling like we the only ones i know we're like a tribe you're like yo you on the same tribe as me <laughs> we the only ones in huntsville with a podcast but i know that's not true but still it just feels like some exclusive shit so when you hear other people like close to you that also have podcasts. It's like, oh shit, what's up, nigga? <laughs> <laughs> that's why like now, a podcast that sounds really good is the tipping point, but their equipment is nice as fuck. I'm straight oh, yeah. jocking. Like, I'd be like, man, we could get that shit, but I'm going to have to sell all this shit. We <laughs> <laughs> have to start from scratch. Like, if I had to bought that already and this and these mics, yeah, I'd get the exact same stuff they got. Yeah. But uh, they're, they're one of the podcasts that are local that their sound sounds dope um let me tell you something they sound good mm. i also man like because we've been consistently doing it and we've it's been almost two whole years which is crazy right this is episode 92 damn that's just wild i know i remember we started we were so young and stupid <laughs> still stupid I remember the first time we recorded, I literally had no idea how to edit that shit at all. I was just like, let's just start talking. Here it is. (laughs) But, um, so a lot of people quit after, I I read this one thing, they quit after like 10 episodes. Hmm. And also that's when I I wanted to quit about 10 episodes in because I I couldn't figure the shit out. And it was, if quitting hadn't helped me, I wouldn't have never figured any of this shit out. But uh, so a lot of the people that are just starting make a lot of noise and then they stop, mm-hmm. and it sucks. But a lot of people do it 
by themselves, and that's where you go wrong. You got to have a dedicated person with you doing something. Yeah. Like, so, and then plus the episodes where, like, we didn't have a friendship years before we started doing this. It would have been harder, too. Yeah, that's true. Because now, we like, we can pull from different points of our life, and we were both there. <laughs> At the same time. <laughs> At the same <laughs> damn time. <laughs> yeah, it is good. It is way easier to do it with somebody that you are closer to than, like, that's why I think the read was so successful right off the bat because Crystal and Fury were already best friends and they had both made this transition out to New York at the same time so they were kind of going through the same shit at the same time right um so that has definitely helped us and I feel like most podcasts who have multiple hosts are more successful when it's with people that they know really well and even from doing it like we've gotten closer like when we started we were we were I don't know if we were best friends yet we're be- I feel like we're best friends now. Yeah. But, like, we were, like, in the same friend group, we but we were, like, we fucked with each other. Yeah, we weren't, like, we weren't talking about, like, super deep shit. No. On a personal level as much until probably, like, a year into it. Right. Honestly. Most of most of the first year was us talking about so more or less the shit that everybody else was talking about. Yeah, like pop culture shit. Yeah. And I think part of it is because I started being a little more open, too. Yeah. To match, like, you were more open from jump, and I felt like I started yeah. being a little more open. I'm going to wear my heart on my sleeve, ass bitch. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I like, I felt more comfortable being, I felt more comfortable, I guess, around you, really, to be like, yeah, I can tell her my real shit, and if she gives me a weird look, maybe I won't put that shit out. <laughs> <laughs> You want to go straight? Yes. Uh, no, I'm just a, I'm a real ass nigga. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not judgmental like that. You can tell me all of your, I'm just going to sit here and talk to myself. (laughs) You could tell me your personal things and I will listen with an open ear and an open heart and try to see you as a human experiencing life and try to relate to you like relating to people i think it's important for people to not feel alone so yeah (laughs) that's what makes it easy for people to open up to is when they realize that not everybody is here to judge them Ooh, pint glasses. I didn't realize that there was a big edge on Pratt. Yeah, they moved from, they moved last year. Yeah. Okay, I forgot that they had moved. That's what it was. But I didn't know they were on Pratt. Yeah, that's the old, what's it called? That one looks cooler. uh, It's cool as well. I've never been in there. They're always packed. (laughs) I just love that area of town, that five points. I Close like, to. They don't have any food down there, though. 
Like, they don't have any food in Five Points besides that shit. And Mario's and uh, Ted's. They got Ted's in, in Five Points? Mm-hmm. Yeah. On Andrew Jackson. Oh, yeah. And Hardy's. I don't know why I be acting like I'm new to Huntsville. <laughs> oh, it's only because I work down there that I know that shit like the back of my hand now. Look at that perfect pour. My nephew's got coasters. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So I felt more comfortable telling you stuff. And then so I was like, I can tell Kim. I can tell everybody else this shit. Yeah. Because my mentality is what I just got finished saying. I had a little uh, 30 second monologue. <laughs> 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 While you went to go get the beers. It's like... I'm the type of person that's like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be judgmental of people when they're opening up about things emotionally and about their experiences, because I realize that if somebody ever reaches a point where they're comfortable enough opening up to you, that they really need you in that moment. And we all need somebody to lean on at some point. (laughs) And I don't want to be, I don't, I don't ever want to be a person that like people don't feel comfortable just talking, talking about their shit with. Cause I know I'll be having my shit and, and I'll be having my shit. I would hate being around people or surrounding myself with people that I felt like I could never talk to about shit for them feeling like, Oh, you know, here this bitch come, which, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Here's like the drama. I don't want to be that emotionally burdened person that's always talking about their burdens with people and can never just have a good time like I don't want anybody to ever feel I guess annoyed you know it's funny I never thought about it that is a stereotype of women that they would be drama or whatever but as a man a cisgendered man that seems to be a benefit in my friendships what do you mean like that people can come to me oh, and talk to me or I can talk to them about my feelings. Mm. Like, especially like, cause a lot of guys don't feel comfortable talking to women. A lot of guys don't feel comfortable talking period. And you know what? I, that might've been part of my issue earlier too. Maybe I just felt, I didn't like the idea of feeling vulnerable on here. I wanted to feel like a badass. Yeah. But, you're a badass when you're a little bit more vulnerable. Yeah. And that's just another one of those things we were kind of talking about earlier before we even recorded was like, when you, when you fight who you are, it just don't ever really work out for you. Like eventually you have to release. Like when I was going through my uh, future uh, (laughs) exorcism, like I was like, I was fighting who I was like, like okay so juice is gonna be out here just fucking bitches with no emotion okay <laughs> let's see how long this lasts and it right. lasted a week <laughs> <laughs> so you're like you know what i was like man i can't do it. i'm sorry like i i, I felt like a real asshole because i was talking cash shit on here I'm like man fuck these bitches i'm emotionally damaged enough like the fuck is going on with this? Dude? I was like, "What?" <laughs> like, man, <laughs> Dark Knight feeling, die and be a hero, or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. 
I was like, this ain't it. This ain't right. <laughs> Something ain't right. Call the ambulance. Police! 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 Help! Police! Help! Police! Help! 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 <laughs> Every time I see that shit, I die laughing. But yeah, I was like, bruh. And then I was like, man, I'm, like my inner self, like, that was my ego talking. Mm. And, and then, like, my inner self, like, come on, nigga. Like, what? Let's think about this shit. Yeah. And then that shit started blowing over my face. And then I was like, man, okay, I'm back. Your like, ego always talks when you're hurt. Yes. The most. Like, because I do the same shit. I'm like, you know what? Fuck these niggas. Like, <laughs> I'm about to just be out here ice cold. I ain't doing this. I ain't giving none of these niggas a chance. But then a week or two later, here I am <laughs> doing the same shit, giving these niggas chances. <laughs> because that's just who the fuck I am now, whether or not it gets me in the best places or not, blah. But when you fight who you are, like it just don't never, it don't never work out for you. It doesn't. But there has to come a time when you don't necessarily need to fight who you are, but you need to, I guess, realize who you can be yourself with. Yeah. Right. That's, that's the key. That's the key. Like who can I be vulnerable with? Can I be vulnerable with everybody? No, but can I be vulnerable with the people who have a, have, good in their heart and good intentions yeah i can be vulnerable and be honest with those people but just because i like to do nice shit for people you can't do that shit for everybody you can't and these uh bloodthirsty no this <laughs> it's always funny it don't take shit for a nigga to be- become like misogynistic as fuck <laughs> like i really like that's been- that hurt <laughs> calm down calm down right. like I've been preaching against all this misogyny and bullshit. Some shit going the wrong way. I was just like, man, fuck these bitches. <laughs> fuck these bitches. <laughs> fuck that shit. And it's like, man, it don't take much for nothing to set some shit off. But, I mean, it's like you said, you just gotta choose who you can be that with. <laughs> another thing too i think though is like even though not everybody deserves you and your energy or your personality i think staying true to yourself is important no matter what because whether you give you know somebody um time or energy that didn't deserve it at least you know that you were being genuine with them and at least you know that you showed them your true self and one day they may or may not come to realize that they fucked up and they they will feel bad not because of who you were but because of how they they treated you but also i think it's important to know i can't 
Like I learned I can't give you my all. Right. No. I can only give my all to some hypothetical person that I haven't met yet. <laughs> like in my friendships, I can give you my all. I can give you my all. I can give some of my other friends my all. Some of my friends, I can't give my all. True. Like, but what you do give them, though, I'm saying is... It's still part of me. It's still genuine. It's yeah. still you. It's just not fully. It's not you to the full capacity. You know, it's also crazy when you, like, when you're cool with somebody, but you don't know them yet, but you y'all can peep shit about each other that yeah. you're like... I know what that is. Yeah. And then y'all get a chance to be alone. Like, I knew that shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, that's always a dope vibe too. But you can always peep things that are, you can always see elements of yourself in other people mm. or pieces of it. It's just like when I see people on like Twitter, clearly depressed as fuck. Mm. Like, yeah, I understand. Like you like that's why like I, if they say stuff or do stuff that's out of character, I won't be like they're a bad person. It's like no, they're going through something right now. People who reach for attention constantly are always like red flags to me. Whether it be like depression or whatever, it's always just like, why are you always wanting someone to argue with you, or why are you always? flashy or why are you always like what is going on in your personal life that you have to have these cyber interactions as somebody who's been that person (laughs) your life is in disarray yeah and you're creating this image or this character that you can play yeah that's like the only thing that you can really control is how people see you on the internet Mm mm-hmm and people make the mistake of thinking they know me from the internet. Everybody does that. You don't know me. <clears throat> people that listen to this podcast know me more because I give more of myself on here. Yeah, but even still. Yeah. It's still some shit we talk about that y'all don't hear. Don't assume shit about right, me based right. off of this podcast. <laughs> I'm trash as fuck. <laughs> I'm trying, but I'm trash. <laughs> like... <laughs> Like, like Jesus is just such a good guy. Like, ah, sometimes, sometimes trash, but not on purpose. Right, I do try not to be trash on purpose, but sometimes trash is just trash. It is what it is. <laughs> Let me test this out. Right? In the motherfucking suburbs with it. Raw, bing, bow, bow. Hey, yo, Terry, fuck going on? Hey, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that needs to be our fucking like intro. I know. <laughs> In the motherfucking suburbs with raw, bing, bow, bow. Right there. Like, we got, all right, I'll start it out like that. Yeah. <laughs> that little kid's so bad, but that should be funny as fuck. I, I just love cursing kids. I think because I couldn't curse when I was a kid, like, at home. But at school, I was letting that shit fly. Man, you got the juice, bro. People don't check for me. They don't want to know what crazy shit I'm talking about. It was only six. How does it feel to have the juice? <laughs> Real I shit. I don't really know that I have the juice. Nah, you got man. the juice, bro. I cannot tell you. I haven't been able to get anything that I want. 
over here. Nigga, your name is Juice. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you mean. You ain't got the juice. That's your whole being. I don't know how to spell juice like that video. <laughs> I should have got that. Like that's on Twitter where the six year old she said, This bitch kicked me out of spelling me because I didn't know how to spell juice. Does it look like I know how to spell juice? Does it look like I got juice? <laughs> I don't know. You know what else? I hadn't shot my shot like for real, for real. Like on a not like. Let me get these numbers off. <laughs> shot by shot in a long time. So I don't know. I might have the juice. I feel my confidence coming back. I might Shoot test it out. Shots. I might test it out. It's only one way to find out. I just gotta I gotta start going out, man. Yeah. Where do the uh the cool black people hang out? <laughs> Shit. Nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm like. That's what I was thinking. Cause like when that girl that works for Fox, when she went to uh, Jefferson Street, and she said they had gotten racial profile. Oh yeah. And I was like, man, there really isn't just like a cool, like black bar, like there is for white people. Like white people have the goose. Have all the campus eight hundred five. All the campus eight hundred five. All the bars downtown. Most of most of the black places are like clubs. They're not like bar settings where you can literally just go and chill. We need a black brewery, bro. Man, if I could get investors, (laughs) if I had some money, I know. Like I'd be having ideas, man. (laughs) Too bad I'm fucking broke. If I had a little bit of inheritance or some money I didn't work for that I could invest, bro, I'd be out here. Man. But yeah, like we don't have a place to just post up. The closest places we have are these breweries that don't give a shit for like going in. They at least treat us like humans. Hmm. That's why like I was, I was talking to him about it and then I was like, yo, downtown is dying really. They're suffering. Like all the money and stuff that. that, Like, because those places are all full of just drug heads and fucking shit. Yeah. Like, and old creepy dudes. Everywhere else is. Mickey is like prime example of that. Right. And he's losing money. Yeah. The fact that they just like renovated Fubar and it. And then they did it again. It still doesn't really get like packed out the way they were like nobody's just going in there reserving vip booths at fubar no on a random night like <laughs> but that's the thing like all all those racist ass places are just gonna die so just start all these new people coming in just make sure they on their shit that's how we stay on their ass yeah like i don't know why as a black person you would go downtown and try to get this jefferson street but you don't know some. any better. That's that'd be the only reason. I didn't got burnt too much. I ain't doing that shit. That time we did, I didn't get in at food bar after our reunion. Yeah. I was like, I'm done. Fuck these niggas. Yeah, that shit was bogus. And then like I was like, man, I ain't gonna let like I 
I was so upset about myself for even trying. I was like, why would you think you were going to get in? Because time had passed and we thought that maybe shit had changed. Yeah. And then the other thing is I still look young as fuck. So they ain't going to let my black ass in nowhere. Yeah. Damn. But I don't know. Like, shit like that. Like, I just want a safe spot, man. To chill. That's why I just be chilling at home. I should just open shabooms again. <laughs> man. I'm really thinking about, like, where the chill black spots are. That's not on some bullshit. A club. Right. I don't like clubs. Where you, where you don't have to be accosted with the right. smoke. Hey, yo. That, right. <laughs> or be with the fuck shit. I ain't with the fuck shit. Like, and then that's another thing, too, is like most of these bars, they will have like live music most of the time. Black clubs don't never have that. How is T's place? Like, yeah. I I ate there once. I didn't like it. It's all right. I had uh, a pretty explosive experience with one of the people working there, and they kicked us out. So, <laughs> that'll do it. So, yeah, the dude, he just started talking to um, this woman customer crazy and started calling her a bitch and shit, like all loud. And I was like, hold up, calm the fuck down. And then he started trying to get on my head. And then the girls I was with started getting on his head. So it just turned into this thing. <laughs> and then he kicked us out. So um, it's it's a, definitely a small, intimate setting. They have a patio. This is actually pretty sizable. Um, I never went out to the patio. I just chilled inside. Yeah, the patio is, is pretty nice on a, a good weather night. But... I don't know it's still just that's another thing too like it still just feels like it's in progress like I feel like I haven't been to a whole lot of like black entertainment establishments that don't just always feel like they're in progress of something like something is always unfinished or something is falling apart or I think it's because when we open places we want to do too much or I think we open places um, that need way more than we can fix. But that's also because people won't rent out to us. Yeah. So, racism. <laughs> like, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, people be thinking we make shit up about, like, the effects of racism. But it literally isn't everything. And that sucks. And white people get uncomfortable talking about that. But imagine living it. <laughs> Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, our message from our that one listener. Oh yeah, that, that really cheered me up. Like <laughs> real shit. Like it was shocking. I know it was so sweet though. Yeah. And I was like, man, somebody thinks we're adorable with all these <laughs> n words and cursing. Like adorable. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Also, it's kind of crazy that we're like her first. Um, or one of her first impressions of Alabama, too. Right. Like, that's kind of a it, big deal. Yeah, it's <laughs> kind of crazy. The fact that, like, because we're pretty liberal. Yeah. And 
everywhere around us is not. <laughs> so they, when you move here, the fact that you just look up Huntsville Podcast, because of our marketing genius, <laughs> we pop up. We popped up. We was in the mix. Bro, we got to start collaborating more with Huntsville people. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we started to get some things underway, and then... I moved to second shift. Bullshit. Yeah. And it deaded it, and then I got depressed. Yeah. <laughs> and we were both depressed. Yeah. It's all right. We'll we'll get it figured out here soon. Hopefully, I get this uh, other job. Ooh. I know. Bro. <laughs> Take it a day at a time. Bro. Yeah. I'm literally trying to save up to go ahead and get my motherfucking breaks taken care of. I'm about to have to call somebody uncle and be like, look. tell me what you can do because they told me it was going to be like more than $300 you should order the parts and then get somebody Somebody to put them on on. that's what I'm thinking because I'm just like you can get the parts for like a hundred y'all be taxing too much for fucking labor bro Bro. I know it don't take that long to put some brakes on they put they charged me $400 in labor and the parts was like $568 fuel pump right bruh that shit's wild. Niggas caught me slipping. What's okay? <laughs> so what? <laughs> All right, Drake. Bro, I felt so dope when I dropped that shit. When our text message, I was like, yeah, this content's still going. This shit flows through me effortlessly. I'm one with the force in this bitch. Oh, my God. I I have started doing that. When I start like feeling down on myself, I just start writing jokes or I start thinking of ways I can do something. Yeah. Be better. Yeah. I like, I fell off my, uh, hotel calendar yesterday. Cause I couldn't think of shit. I tried all day. Those that, first couple were genius. I know. I could, I was like, man, I started too high. <laughs> I started way too hot. And it was like, no, coming in hot, coming <laughs> in hot. It's a leap year. So you must leap into a new <laughs> <laughs> level of consciousness. That's why we got to start networking. And I was getting to the point to where I was networking. And then that shit was taken away from me. Man, we need to just have, like, maybe on our off days, like, a coffee session. Like, hey, come and meet us. I was thinking that we need to have 7 p.m. Be here. Let's all sit and talk about things, like, going on in the city. Like, collaborations like we need to do that some mindset was doing that a little bit they had what was it not listening sessions but almost the same thing is mindset here or okay oh no not mindset no mindset mindset i was gonna say i thought they were birmingham where where is mindset i don't know where because they don't ever say where they're from i can't keep up with these niggas no more (laughs) we got a lot of podcast friends now i know like I don't know where. The, I think there are multiple spaces, but they don't reveal a lot about their personal life. But whoever runs the Twitter, that that's my nigga. Whoever, <laughs> like, cause they be shouting us out, hitting us up. Yeah, everything. Yeah, they do. <clears throat> um, while we're on it, um, let me tell you something. Podcast, the Tipping Point Podcast, which is slowly becoming one of my favorite podcasts, and it's also dope to. Man, people listen to us. 
listen. People listen. Like for real listen. I know. Like we commenting on specific things, but I don't know what you're talking about. Like, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, I did say that last week. <laughs> Bro, I swear, like, I still don't know how you do it, but I'm telling you, recording is like a black hole for me. Like, I feel like recording for me is definitely therapy because I literally don't be remembering details about much once we recorded. I have to go back and listen to the episode to actually remember everything that I said. But like, if people are ever like, oh, it's funny when you did this. And I'll be like, huh? <laughs> I said, what? Or when you like mention an older, older episode and I'll just be like, I don't remember that <laughs> shit. <laughs> I don't know. Now the funny thing is, I be I be listening to old ass raw episodes. That shit is golden. <laughs> we need to have a a giveaway one day or something. I'll be like, I will go the flash drive <laughs> one. Uh, it's unedited a, podcast. It's a lot of gold in the raw in the raw episodes. We be saying some wild ass shit. Oh man, like, they just hear the shit that we let them <laughs> hear. The shit they don't. Like man, y'all niggas is wild. I know we say this every time, but it's true. But and most of the time we can't post it because we be talking shit, mad <laughs> shit, <laughs> and people will get in their feelings. <laughs> and it's not even like we just. Some people we will mention, and it's not anything malicious, but they just hear their name and they get yeah triggered. Yeah. Well, yeah. Sometimes we be off the cuff going at it. That should be funny as fuck. I feel like, man, we can't use any of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Those are the good times. <laughs> Here's a quick question. Did you get any Popeye's Park? No, but I heard that shit sold out too. Man, I went on the website. That shit was going. <laughs> hey, <up. laughs> and then they didn't have plus sizes either. And I was like, man, damn, they. <laughs> Popeyes is out here getting money any way that they can. Hey, they whoever doing their marketing and shit, they ain't fucking around. Um, I did get some Ivy Park though. Ooh, I think I told you that. I got a T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got the the tea, the burgundy tea. That's mainly why I got these shoes because I match. couldn't get the other ones. I can't even lift my legs from working out. <laughs> I couldn't get the other ones that I wanted, of course. Um. Yeah, Terry Crews. You start. <laughs> so this motherfucker, Terry Crews. Okay, so last week we talked a little bit about it last week, right? I think so. Um, last week he basically was saying that he didn't really understand, I guess, where Gabrielle Union was coming from when it came to. America's Got Talent because, you know, that's one of the best places that he's experienced as far as diversity and yada, yada, yada. I've never had any problems. Right. Basically using his experience to negate her experience. Exactly. Instead of trying to understand everybody's experiences are different and being supportive of people who have supported you when they have... um, told their personal 
stories about very personal things um so then he wanted to didn't he he try to apologize i guess he did the unapology where he did a, a broad statement without uh actually addressing gabby and then also throwing kevin hart under the bus for some reason yeah he threw kevin hart in there he was like he started off he was like i told kevin hart a long time ago that he had to own his uh his pain that he inflicted on other people. Hey, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But I know Kevin over here like, nigga. Like, let people fucking heal, bro. Like, and we were going ham on Kevin Hart. And I feel like we, we got to leave him alone for a little bit. We got to let him correct his own mistakes. Right. Give him some time. But don't throw that nigga under the bus because you fucking up. He didn't have nothing to do with none of this shit at all. At all. all. So, um, yeah, threw Kevin Hart under the bus in this weird apology. Um, Still didn't really mention Gabrielle Union, even though didn't D-Wade get in it? Because after he had said some shit like, you know, I'll let, as far as my daughters and anybody else, like, all I care about is my wife, yeah. you know, my daughter's uh, husband's. Or... D-Wade was like, somebody get Terry Crews' phone. <laughs> yeah, I just thought that. I was like, mm-hmm, since, since you talking about letting your daughter's husbands fight their battles and shit, this is a husband who finna... Because Gabrielle Union, she didn't say... She said nothing. Like, hey, she was classy with it. She kept it... A she classy read. Kept it, keep it gangster, you know what I'm saying? Um, but she moving silence and violence. I respect that shit. Yeah man i i fall more in love with gabrielle union each day like man she real as fuck she's cute but yeah um and i just i just can't imagine the conversations him and rebecca be having like i know she'd be like nigga sit your ass the fuck down like what the fuck are you doing this is not what i told you to do i told you not to say this i told you not to do this I told you not to be this way in front of these, like, no, this is not your play. Like, he, I feel like something has got to be going on. Like, he, the way that he's acting and, like. He got a bigger platform than he ever thought he would get. Expressing himself. He needs more coaching than just his wife right now because he can't handle what's going on. I think he's he's trying too hard to tap dance for these white folks to i I guess he thinks is that's that's gonna secure him a bigger bag or just make sure that his bag remains secure but he doing too much like sir you are in here just be in here i think it's because he when he came out and he did it well he came out and told his story a lot of black men we're not receptive. We're not receptive, and then we're also dismissive and tried to make him to be gay and other things that they deem to be negative. Right. Which are, of course, they're those are not negative things, but that toxic black male community turned on him, and black women came to his defense, and then the fact that he would just throw black women under the bus. Especially that black woman who did probably more than anybody else for survivors of rape and sexual assault. Because she's been with it since for a long time. And to just dismiss her 
it's a slap in the face to all the other black women that came to your defense. I mean, it's just another, yet another example of black women, black women coming out here and trying to put the team on their back and still being shitted on. Like by their counterparts. It's so annoying. (laughs) Yeah. And then the other, the funny thing is Terry Crews by being elevated into this uh, ongoing movement that was co-opted by white women. And that's the only reason why I started getting attention, even though it was started by black women. Um, he You're talking about the Me Too movement. Right. He was uh, elevated in status and he was already growing to be a celebrity, but then he became like the the motivational black celebrity. And mm-hmm. that's what he's trying to do. And he ain't prepared for that shit. You a funny nigga. Mm-hmm. Stay in a funny nigga's place. <laughs> you ain't got emotional death to be out here. Your experience that happened needed to be said because a lot of a lot of men experienced that kind of sexual assault. Right. Well, sexual harassment. And we just tucked that shit in. Right. So I applaud you for that. But you got to do the education before you start telling other people about their experiences. Mm-hmm. And then, too, though, you also it's it's too soon for you to be trying to make this shift to a different persona as right. well. Like, can you be motivational and shit sure but just wait just you have build build where you are first like don't try to put on too many faces at once right when you've just gotten your foot in this door when you build a house you start at the base level and build a foundation or the house is gonna fall down your house is falling already It's like, man, y'all, so built, soon. y'all built that shit a couple weeks. What did you think was going to happen? <laughs> Foundation wasn't solid, bro. And right. your wife was trying to help you out. And then, wasn't he on like Dr. Phil a couple years ago talking about his porn addiction? And what? about the, he was only talking about the porn addiction. He was like, then my wife almost left me when, with the prostitutes. He was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. How you get prostitutes from porn addiction? Deezus and Mero read the fuck out of him <laughs> on their show. That shit is funny as fuck. I'm oh, I, play need to, I need to find that. No, nah, fuck it. We're going to watch this shit right now. I'm just going to edit this, bro. Porn struggles. That's funny. That's like, man, I don't think kids are going to grow up appreciating. Like, man, it's, it's levels to this shit. And we grew up with these levels. They're going to be exposed to so much more so much sooner, especially... If Twitter stays alive and like shit halfway on these Instagram profiles, people be naked. Like, yeah. Yo, I do like Instagram better. I saw some shit on Facebook one time once and I was like, what? Like Facebook of all the places. Yeah. Man, I fucking hate Facebook. Yeah, it's pretty. I don't know. I can't explain pretty it. Pretty boomerish. <laughs> Yeah, it's where the uh, what's the motto where friends uh, where your friends are at or whatever. It's where boomers are at. <laughs> Today is actually the anniversary of Facebook. Is it? Yep. Fuck Mark Zuckerberg. Wow. What is it? Fourteen years. I think 15? so. Because mm. my sister was in college when it first started, and you had to have a college. Yeah, you had to have email. college email. Yeah. And then eventually they started letting everybody in. That's when it all went to shit. 
It's just like with uh, iPhone users are like, once they start letting Android users in on IG, <laughs> it just all went down here. <sighs> like, I remember it, uh, IG crashed the first time that they had Android on, and people were like, see, told y'all letting these niggas in. Was <laughs> That's the only acceptable segregation is iPhone and Android. Like, I was texting this guy, and it went green. <laughs> Never. Uh, your broke ass. Like, that phone probably costs more than your iPhone, man. Yeah, true. And like, man, we're texting on a four. <laughs> I still don't understand, though, like, why it is that we can't streamline, um, like, video quality and photo quality between... Android and iPhone? Yeah. Like, if I'm seeing an Android photo on my iPhone... Why is it not automatically like translating? Like I, it should be like a read writable situation. I think they it's breakdowns in their language. Yeah. On purpose. The coding. And then that's also why Apple gets the whole like people really think that iPhones have better like pictures and stuff. And the Androids are for broke people. Like yeah. people have <laughs> internalized this bullshit. But you're like, no, as somebody that had an Android that took amazing pictures, I also knew when I would send my shit to other people or they would send shit to me, it would look like shit. I mean, when you think about it, we all started off on Androids. Because iPhone wasn't around until, what, 2003? iPhone wasn't around until our first year of college, 07. It came out that summer after high school. Shit, was that the first one? Mm -hmm. Because I remember seeing one. And grandma was like, oh, shit. Yeah, because they didn't have buttons. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, I thought. We didn't have buttons and it had that silver back. Yeah. It's like, oh. That was a beautiful Futuristic phone. Futuristic and shit. That's probably one of the better looking ones. Yeah. Because the other ones, like the twos, threes, and fours, they were too small. I had a four. I had a four. For my first one. That's my first one. And then I got that Galaxy S4. And that was a game changer. <laughs> like, and then people were still talking shit about like my phone, but no, my phone is actually way better than yours. Yeah. But iMessage is the one thing that tops everything. everything. Yeah. And then, <laughs> who was I text? Oh, Travis texted me because he only usually responds to me on IG. And he was like, damn, you got an iPhone? Like, <laughs> Yeah. You late. <laughs> I know. Like, bro, when's the last time you texted me? <laughs> I had one for like a year and a half. I heard he's in Birmingham, or I saw that he's in Birmingham visiting Mark and Markham. That's cool. Um, yeah, what was I going to say about iPhones? Oh, so the reason why I know that, like, the camera quality of iPhones is never going to be as good as Androids is because every single model that releases with iphone they're always trying to like one up the camera mm -hmm. one up the camera one up the camera one up the camera they never promote the cameras on androids the way that they do iphones yeah like who's even better camera Androids just like and you I'm know like, what you, you know what you getting <laughs> right and i'm just like y'all have been telling us that the camera is bomb since day one like how what it can't be too much that you changing like right. you and then there's so many add-ons for like photography. Like, do you ever get those advertisements for the lenses for the mm -hmm. iPhone? You don't get that shit for Android phones. Yeah. 
yeah. that shit's only for iPhones. It's crazy. And I don't like the, like, that's the one thing I don't like about the 11 is the three lenses on the back of the phone. I feel like that's it's, too, it's, it's gaudy. Yeah, I don't like that. Like, I like the simplicity of this phone. Like, I like that it doesn't have any buttons. Like, that shit spoiled me. Like, bro, looking at your shit. Like, yeah. That fa- now it pisses me off though when sometimes I put my face up and it still don't want to lock and I'd be like what yeah. unlock bitch but like, uh, sometimes when I'm laying on my bed and I, I have my pillow like right here and I'm on my phone I'll have to yeah like <laughs> stretch your face out yeah, yeah. Bonnie will do that too like bitch I'm trying to be lazy why are you acting up or I have on my sunglasses and forget yeah I want my phone yeah, <laughs> pull your glasses up. But yeah, I don't know. I haven't worn my sunglasses in a minute. Oh, I'm a sunglass person. I need to get another pair of Ray Bans, but I still have never owned a pair of Ray Bans. Bro, that should change your life. You can't go back. Like that's what it's just like. You move up, you're like, no, nah, I ain't going back. That's you know. I think I slowed down on trying to own Ray Bans because for a while I just really wanted some like classic Wayfarers. And then I got introduced to like the aviators, but then I bought my aviators from Key, and those are my favorite sunglasses ever. I've never been a good like my head shape is not conducive to aviators. No, everybody can wear an aviator. Oh no, aviators literally flatter every single face. It's just something about having. Didn't. Maybe you just haven't chosen like a big enough frame. I think that might be it too, because I have a big head. Not really. <laughs> like it's it's round, so it has to have perfect. Like I have the new Wayfarers, and I had the old Wayfarers, but those motherfuckers were slanted and mm-hmm. like they didn't fit my face that well. But. It's just something about having a fresh cut, and they, they see you with the glasses, and then like you like swag, fresh ass fuck. nigga. Yeah, Hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The shit runs through my veins, nigga. Ice cold, <laughs> frosty, nigga. Spoon. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> that escalated quickly. <laughs> but yeah, nah. You just need you. I'm gonna let you try on my sunglasses one day when I when it's still sunny out. But those, cause they're unifit, they're unisex, and they fit everybody. Like I put my barber onto them. That's how dope they are. It might, I might fuck with it. The only other sunglasses I kind of want are the Ray Ban. Uh, my brother has them. What are they called? They have like the gold frame, and uh, the tortoise shell. Mm, the Malcolm X. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't remember what they're called. The Malcolm X frame. Mm-hmm. That's still considered a Wayfarer, though, is it not? Mm-mm. Let's say Club Club View, maybe? Mm. Club Master. That's what it is, I think. There is this one. It's like a Wayfarer style. It's by American Optic, I think. It's the one, the JFK ones that he always wore. I think they're called like Sarah, 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 whatever. The fact that you remember the style names. Hey, uh, I'm just a uh, fashion killer. Fashion nigga. <laughs> the club masters, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
it's just classic. Mm-hmm. But I always loved Wayfarers because I used to love the Blues Brothers. And I just always, I was like, I'm going to have some fucking Ray-Ban. But that's also another frame that typically fits every face shape. Right. And it just, it's such a classic look that you can't get it wrong. You can throw on that shit and throw on a t-shirt and people be like, this, this nigga's out here swaggy. Yeah. But when you dress up and you got a pair of Ray-Bans, you can fucking. It is a little bit of a science to sunglasses though, too. Like some people, like I've noticed glasses don't necessarily fit like where they need to fit. Like sometimes they fit too high. That's how the classic Wayfarers fit on my face. So they, you have to get the ones with the adjustable nose pads in order for them to. Because if you just get the ones that are, they have, they're just made with the the nose bridge, they tend to not sit where you need them to sit. That's why I had to get the Wayfarers, the new Wayfarers, because those don't have adjustable pieces. Yeah. So they, they fit my face perfect. Mm-hmm. But, man, it's just, man. Girls love fucking dudes in Ray Bans, so. <laughs> like real shit. Like when you see, like, anytime I've gone to a wedding or something, and I have, I have my shit on. I got the Ray Bans. Like, yeah, I could pull something <laughs> right now. <laughs> I need to get me some Ray Bans. Like, and plus, all my favorite like jazz musicians always rocked Ray Bans. So it's just iconic. It is a. Classic jazz staple. Some dark, I'm about to be swaggy this dark spring. ass wayfarers. I'm about to be swaggy as fuck. I'm about to kill these niggas again. <laughs> like it's time. Like I went dormant. I got into my tech shit or whatever. But it's now it's time to get this video shit. We gonna be out here fly as fuck with dope photographers. I'm ready. It's ready. It's got to come. Uh, it's got to be all encompassing. I'm ready for it. But that's the other thing. Like, fuck boys know how to get girls. Yeah. That's just how it is. Like, I like when I was younger, I used to get mad at that shit. Like, oh, all women like fuck boys. But now I'm just like, the game is the game. She belongs to the streets. No, I'm just <laughs> Bruh, Feature is the most misogynist man of all time. And that shit is funny as fuck. Didn't he, doesn't he have like a new scandal going on with one of his baby mamas? Yeah, he's, uh, su- he's countersuing her for her paternity suit. Saying that she gave intimate details about his sex, sex life and his body. Yeah, and it's causing him sh- distress and... Nigga, please. You out here with Lori Harvey. You ain't distressed. Bro. Like I just want to know what Steve Harvey thinks about all this. Like, I just... I talked all this shit about all these women, and now my daughter's a hoe. Both show. I don't think she's a hoe, but that's what Steve Harvey probably thinks. But at the same time, like, I'm also a man who was an avid fuckboy. Probably is still a fuckboy to some fuck extent. man. <laughs> Came out with this whole book. I'm going to read these bitches of fuckboys. But I really was trying to teach them how to accept fuckboys right. for who they are. Exactly. Mm. Um, I don't know. Like, 
I'm st- I'm still trying to figure out the whole fuckboy attraction thing. I'm I'm gonna crack that case one day. I'm I'm staying on top of that shit. Man. As a woman who's been attracted to nothing but fuckboys, I still have not cracked the code either. I mean, I don't know. I think I don't know. Like for me, I don't know if it's like if you pull me in deep enough from the jump, I think that's what it is. Is they know how to like get you invested just enough that they could do something off the beaten path that they've put you on. Mm-hmm. And either they do it on purpose to see if you're going to stick around to see like how much power they might have over you or they do it when they really fuck up. Yeah. The, uh, the Eddie Murphy theory in Raw was that once men know that once they get a woman to like orgasm or whatever, or not even like physical orgasm, just an emotional orgasm, mm. we'll say that. Mm. That's when they know they got you. Mm. And I was like, yeah, I can see that. But I feel like women do that to a certain extent too. But y'all can just read off jump. That's, that's what the whole like power of the pussy thing is about, though. Like, yeah, women know what they can get from men who want them. Unless they know what they can get. I feel like y'all know what y'all can get from a man. Maybe not even just sexually. I I don't feel like y'all are. This is gonna sound. Hey, fuck it. I might be... Fuck it. I don't feel like y'all are good at reading things that are measurable. They're measurably good in a long-term relationship in the beginning. Mm. I don't think... I don't think the vibes is a good way (laughs) to tell if somebody is a a worthy partner. (laughs) And I feel like a lot of people are like, we didn't vibe. Mm. We didn't have the vibes. Mm. Because the niggas that could instantly do that shit sometimes tend to be fuckboys. But, I mean, that also might just be my own misogyny creeping out through. But what does that say about these niggas? Well, what does that say about women? No, this way, I'll just troll it. (laughs) Because, I mean... I mean, that just goes under the whole guise of you see what you want to see in people. You want to, if you want to believe that somebody is good and they are showing you certain examples, that's what you're going to inherently believe, especially if you have already developed some type of attraction or connection with them. So I, but I do think that this might be wrong. I might be wrong. Tell me if I'm wrong. Um, I do think that men are be- are better at weighing certain traits that are more conducive, like being able to be around somebody. Sometimes I don't know. I don't know. Like, cause in our partners, at least our sexual partners, that can go anyway. Yeah. But but also, I think women view sex. As a, 
not saying it's more than what it is, but as an indicator of more than just we have sexual chemistry. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Is is that wrong? No, that's all right. I mean, that that is how we are built genetically, though. Yeah, because y'all are trying to procreate. Oxytocin. Ooh, fancy. Yeah. <laughs> so, Bobby, that's true. And we're trying to find somebody to raise our children. I think I think that's the difference. Like, we'll fuck around with people in the hopes that we just trying to bust one off. <laughs> but for a partner, we'll try to have somebody who can evolutionary can run the household. Yeah. Hold us down, if you will. Mm-hmm. So those are the traits we'll look for. A ride or die. Like, no, that's just that's just how women are built. Like oxytocin is the the bonding hormone. It's what's released um when women are pregnant, when they have their children. Like that's why it's very encouraged for women to hold their babies like skin to skin because mm-hmm. that's when like that hormone is the highest. It's just one of those things that is also released when women are having sex. It's oxytocin. Like that. I mean, it could, uh, I hate saying that it's different because someone is entering your body, but it's different because of that reason. Like, it's just a completely. It's a, a different. Uh, There's science behind it. It is. People like to believe it or not. I mean, I'm not saying that, like, just to dismiss the idea of sex being deeper than what it is. But that there has to be some level of detachment from uh, being quote unquote pussy whipped or quote unquote like digmatized. Mm -hmm. Like you're still choosing to do said act with said person. In an ideal society, of course, all things considered. Um, but but I think that's why it's just important to know. That's why it's just important to communicate. That's why it's important to fully understand what the hell is going on. But that's why you have to also know yourself. Yeah. And know what are the things that you need. And what are the things that your partner, if you're in a long-term relationship, of course. The things that your partner needs to give you and just finding that balance. Man, whenever I do meet a girl, I'm going to be so much better than what I was if I was like <laughs> 21. So they're getting a better me. Because I don't know. I can't. I can safely say if I was with somebody, I was 27. <laughs> when I was 30, 31 me might be the best model like i've lived a little bit of life do you ever wonder though like so for me like with every failed whatever i'm just like okay this is what i need to do different this is what i need to do different but honestly i feel like there's only like so many times that you can really uh tweak yourself or change your approach until you just realize that like this is just who i am and the issue is not always trying to change myself for the next time or the next person. The issue may just be 
just I, luck of the draw finding somebody who accepts who you are like because and i'm not trying to say this like oh i'm perfect there's really nothing else that i could do to be better that's not what i'm trying to say but sometimes i wonder like would these with all these other things have failed as quickly or even at all if they had just been the person willing to bend towards you take me for who i am i have felt that way on at least three occasions in my life yeah and like somebody i retweeted it earlier somebody was like can you safely say that you felt like you were the best person for somebody and i was like at the time i did i if if things were different there's at least two people that i would be married to right now if they just accepted me for who i was mm-hmm. but they didn't so i just have to find the person that does accept me for who i am that's where i'm at now mentally i don't think i've ever felt like i thought i was gonna marry somebody never until now with him yeah like when we were in the thick of it i was just like damn like this nigga really gets me we just really click like i could be with him (laughs) that's a weird feeling to have and then look back on it after that's not the case do you think that's why you're taking it so hard also? Because that was the first person she ever, like, had that connection with. Yeah. I can see that. It's, and it's weird, too, because it's like, like, even still, like, it's not, I feel like if this has happened to me last year, I would be, like, so distraught and so depressed over it. But I feel like I've been a little bit smarter on, like I said, detaching that it hasn't been made it worse. <laughs> I don't know where to put it. I yeah. feel like when I put it over here, it does it, and then when I, it should be fine. Um, since I've like learned how to detach and not, um, I don't know. It's just been different. Like it has, it just hasn't hit me as hard. But I think part of it's also we're growing up. Yeah. I think what I think what bothers me the most about it is just not really understanding why not how this is not working. <laughs> right. Like I don't have the answers on what went wrong here. Like I can look at a lot of other situations and be like, well, this nigga just wasn't shit and wasn't never gonna be shit. Or well, you know, I just did this I did too much here. But this situation, I'm just like, I don't know. It's just, it's just crazy. Like, yeah, I just wish I had the answers. Like, it just really bothers me that I can't figure it out. I do think some things we can never figure out. And the pursuit of finding the solution is. It'll drive you crazy. Yeah. 
Like, literally, it'll drive you fucking crazy. And you'll be sitting up here on Christmas Eve being like, why why don't, <laughs> why don't she love me? <laughs> what is going on? Like, that type of shit only happens to me, though. Where I'm- Yeah, that is crazy. Dude, you have no idea how bad my confidence got after that shit. Like, that shit fucked me up. I bet. It would fuck me up, too. And then, like, I... I drank like a whole bottle of Crown that night. I was like, yo, people don't want to be with me. I was like down on myself. And I was just like, man, what the fuck is wrong with me? People don't understand how depressing it is to like be in this dating process and be like rejected consistently. Like people always tell me like, Like, I hate that cliche, like, the right one will come. Like, it'll happen when you're not trying. This is all failing because God has a bigger thing in the... And I'm just like, you don't understand, though, like, sometimes when certain things happen, especially organically, like, when you're not, like, on a dating app, (laughs) where you actually do meet somebody in person. You do feel like that shit is like you think that it's good, and then like it fails. Like there's only so many times that you can go through like those emotions with people before shit just gets dark for you. Like, and that's where I was, and I was just like, I, I've literally been to the point where I'm like, if I experience one more heartbreak, I'm gonna lose my fucking mind. I was there. I, I, that's where I was. And <laughs> then you realize that you play a role. Yeah, it's like, what did I do to put myself in this situation? And how can I not put myself in this situation again? Yeah. Maybe not try to be future. <laughs> <laughs> I was never trying to be future. <laughs> Bro, you know how stupid it sounds? And I was like, yeah, I'm just about to be on my future shit. <laughs> yeah, I was over here like, whoa. What the fuck is going on with this dick? That's how you know I was a maniac at that point. I was, I was like, I don't know what's going on. I was like, are you really? Yeah, I'm about that shit, and I and I meant it at that time. And then the the week after that, I think, I think that was the week for Christmas. Was that the week Stephanie was here? No, it was the week after. I think. Yeah, it was the week after. And then, like, I was like, man, some fucking bullshit. All these fucking bitches on fucking Tinder and all this other shit. Man, fuck these motherfuckers. I'm about to go on site, nigga. (laughs) And then I was like, then it all culminated on. uh, And also, if any, my future wife is listening. (laughs) Yo. You better shout from the fucking rooftops that I'm your fucking nigga. Do you hear me? Like, I don't care what stage of dating we in. If you right. know that you like me and I like you and, and you want to post us on social. Yeah. And look. Why not? I'm down with it too, nigga. Like, I'll, I'll be like, yeah, babe, look, out here looking cute. <laughs> I've been waiting to Listen, cake. I'm going to say, like, <laughs> as long as we've been out here being single, it ain't no way I'm going to be out here finally in a relationship and not posting a nigga just because y'all think it's weak to do so yeah, fuck like, y'all yeah. y'all's relationships be failing too I like know. what is 
None of us know what the fuck to do. Why are y'all so like sure? Keeping it private is gonna do it. No, keeping it public, it don't fucking matter. Cause each relationship is different. It doesn't come in a fucking kit. And are we being pick me's at this point? But, man, I can't wait to. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, no, no, like I be thinking what we're doing. But I be thinking that though, like, bro, why? Like, man, we be trying to look cool and shit, man. Look, I've, I've been trying to look cool my whole life. I've succeeded a lot. Everybody just trying to act like they know what they're doing and they know the formula. But permanency is not permanent. Nothing is permanent, no. basically. So what's the point of keeping it private other than your own insecurity and you being afraid that posting your guy or your woman is going to jinx your whole situation. Yeah. Because I want somebody to be like, this is my man. Like, okay. <laughs> like, it me. Like that that smile that I have on Facebook when I'm uh, hugging Mickey Mouse. <laughs> like, I, I would give that shit to a girl. Uh, yeah. I also, I thought about that the other day. I was like a fucking dork on Facebook. <laughs> And I don't give a fuck. It's funny to me. Like, it is hilarious. That, like, I'm just, I'm usually posting this moody ass shit. And you go <laughs> on my Facebook, and I'm just smiling with fucking Mickey Mouse. Cheesing. Ear to ear. So, thank you guys for tuning in today to Suburban Pod. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at Kirby Brown Girl. And you can find me at a kid named Juice. Some of our music today was provided by our good friend Corey Battle. You can follow him on SoundCloud at DJC Battle. New episodes available every Thursday.